p.m. board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Top of the morning or top of the afternoon or top of the evening or bottom of the evening. Anyway, welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast where we help you study for boards. But more importantly, we help you study for hashtag EM Live, telling just what you need to know, nothing more, nothing less, with one rapid podcast at a time. That was a run-on sentence, I'm sorry. I'm Blake Briggs, the co-host, co-founder of EM Board Bombs, and I'm not joined today by Dr. Hussein or Dr. Wasiski Kuhn. Both of them are still recovering from SAM. And by recovering, we mean making up shifts. <laughs> anyway, so for each 15-20 minute episode, you gain high-yield board knowledge. As we like to say, come for the stems, stay for the content. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at EMBoardBombs is our handle. Let's dive into this super short but awesome topic today. We have a 19-year-old male arriving to the ED with complaints of eye pain. He states he just got on TikTok and was about to do the Tide Pod Challenge. Before he could ingest it, a friend threw the Tide Pod at his face and it exploded. He has eye pain now. It occurred about one hour ago. As he's being triaged and moved into a room, one of the ED nurses laughs and says, you're about five years too late for that. He replies saying that it's actually back now because, you know, hashtag retro. The housekeeper outside the room who's cleaning the floors who has worked in your ED since before you were born, then snidely remarks under their breath, I wish smarts made a retro comeback as well. Suppressing a laugh, you look at the patient's eyes. The patient can hardly open them because of pain. Both conjunctiva are red and swollen. Which of the following is the best next step? Choice A, measure conjunctival pH. Choice B, eye irrigation using saline. Choice C, visual acuity assessment. Choice D, slit lamp exam using fluorescent stain. Correct answer here is going to be choice B, eye irrigation using saline. So quick topic here, but critical components. Also, I apologize for my voice. It is not a radio voice right now. I am recovering from too much pollen. (laughs) Where I am at in the beautiful mountains of East Tennessee, the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, most visited national park, actually. We have one of the highest pollen counts in the country. So if you're thinking about moving here, make sure to bring your, your Zyrtec or Flonase. Or anyway, I know I said some brand names. We're not sponsored by either of those, but if they're interested, they can come talk to us. So after chemical exposure to the eye, patients will present with certain symptoms and you have to have a good game plan here. And there's always a right answer to this and always a wrong answer to this. But before we get into that, we have to mention EM Rapid Bombs. EM Rapid Bombs, our premium podcast here. If you enjoy EM Bore Bombs and want a super fast, super interesting form of our podcast where you get quick two to four minute episodes, where we tell you what you need to know in a question-answer format, well, that's EM Rapid Bombs. We have over 350 episodes now, and counting. We drop new episodes weekly. The key here is that you're not wasting your time just studying for the test with traditional question banks. You're optimizing your time by listening to our board pearls that will help you with the test, but more importantly, with life. You can sign up for EM Rapid Bombs at emrapidbombs.supercast.com. You can look at the show notes of this podcast as well. And there's also a link on our main EM Four Bombs website. So like I was saying, after chemical exposure to the eye, patients will have eye pain. They'll have usually decreased visual acuity, photophobia, and difficulty opening the eyelids due to a burning pain. 
And then the physical exam, what you're going to see here is you're often going to see conjunctival injection, but in severe alkaline burns, the conjunctiva can appear white due to conjunctival ischemia. Scary stuff. Pretty rare, though. So a chemical injury to the eye is an absolute true vision emergency, and time is paramount if you want to salvage their vision. Therefore, it's really inappropriate to do anything else. It's inappropriate to delay irrigation, even to assess visual acuity. If you have a good story and the patient comes in and says, hey, this got in my eye, it burns now, it's painful, irrigate. That's really the takeaway from this podcast. In fact, we're going to end it right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's really all you need to know. If you're on a time budget here for this episode, even if it's going to be short regardless, uh, that's really it. Irrigate the eyes first. Wait to do everything else later. So irrigation should always be the first step in treating the chemical exposure. You want to get rid of that offending agent. So if you're out somewhere, you're not at a place where there's an eye wash station or you can't do eye irrigation methods we're going to talk about in the ED. Let's say you're at the scene or you're, let's say you're not even, you know, have your medical hat on. You're on a plane or you're somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what on a plane would get in someone's eye, but I'm just using the most extreme examples possible. Ideally, ideally irrigation should begin at the place of exposure using any drinkable fluid if water is unavailable. Basically, anything's better than what's in their eye already. <laughs> Can't get worse. <laughs> Ideally, the patient's eye should then be irrigated again on arrival. They bypass triage, they bypass registration, and the initial eye exam. Yes, they bypass 55 people that are waiting in the lobby. <laughs> Maybe not bypass the STEMI, but anyway, with at least one to two liters of normal saline using IV tubing or what's called the sophisticated polymethylmethacrylate scleral lens, which is also called a Morgan lens. <laughs> I had no idea this was the actual, like, generic name of the Morgan lens, polymethylmethacrylate scleral lens, also called a PMMA lens. Can you imagine asking for that at work? Like, yes, yes, please, I would I need a PMMA scleral lens. I could see an ophthalmologist coming into the ED asking for that. And then, you know, someone responding like, you mean just a Morgan lens? <laughs> anyway, what you're going to do is place a Morgan lens, and you're going to irrigate continuously with saline until a neutral pH is measured in the eye. usually takes longer than what you would want to hear, 30 to 60 minutes. What you're going to do is just put the Morgan lens on and let that fluid drip into the eye. If they got injury to both eyes, great. Put two Morgan lenses on and do bilateral irrigation at the same time. You're going to do it for 30 to 60 minutes. And the Morgan lens is really preferred here because you can do a prolonged irrigation easily for 60 minutes. You know, just have the patient lay there, put on some music for them or the radio or TV. I guess the TV would sound like the radio if their eyes were closed. <laughs> anyway, give them something to do. And importantly, alkaline substances are more dangerous to the eye than acidic substances. When is that not the case? <laughs> everything we talk about in medicine, everything on this podcast we've talked about, the answer here, if you have a choice between alkaline and acidic, alkaline is always worse for everything. Just remember that. Any part of the body. But some examples of alkaline substances, plaster or cement, ammonium, cleaners, fertilizer, floor strippers, some swimming pool cleaners, and of course, bleach, lye, hair dye, that kind of stuff. What are examples of acidic substances? Well, toilet bowl cleaners, rust removers, grout cleaners, um, also some swimming pool cleaners. You're never going to be tested on this stuff. I'm just giving some general theme here to keep an eye out for. Moreover, any wet alkaline substances like plaster or cement, they can collect in the fornices. So irrigation should aim to actively clear debris from the fornices to avoid continuous alkaline injury. 
if there's any concern for a globe rupture, you know, if there's trauma associated with this chemical exposure, you shouldn't be using a Morgan lens. And that would be a whole different pathway that you're going to talk to your ophthalmologist about, obviously, about the globe rupture. After initial irrigation, the pH level of the inferior cul-de-sac of the eye can be tested with litmus or pH paper, either way. And the irrigation should continue until the pH is 7 and 7.5. If the pH level doesn't normalize after that first irrigation round, you need to check for any retained debris. You need to flip the eyelids, right? Invert them, just like Top Gun. Hopefully people got that reference. And you're going to remove it with a cotton-tipped applicator. And once you get a neutral pH, you want to test it again 20 to 30 minutes later. Why? Well, that's because that further corrosive material can be released from the cornea for like several hours. It's kind of scary stuff. You're probably thinking right now, if you're a community physician, you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to shred my dispo times. <laughs> yes, but more importantly, you can do the right thing for the patient. So you need to watch these patients longer than you think. It's not just a, oh, 10 minute irrigation, you look great, go home. No, you're gonna do a 30 minute irrigation first. If it's a significant exposure, you're gonna recheck the pH and then you're gonna titrate to normal to seven to 7.5. And of course, and if you do the seven to 7.5 and they look great, you're gonna watch them 20 to 30 minutes longer and you're gonna test their pH one more time. And if it has changed, you need to irrigate further. You have to keep doing your job anyway. And any patient with corneal clouding or an epithelial defect after irrigation must undergo a full ophthalmologic evaluation. Quick episode, quick facts, fun stuff. Chemical burn to the eye, vision-threatening emergency that can present with eye pain, decreased vision, conjunctival injection, and photophobia. What are the common chemical agents? Well, remember that alkaline is a lot worse than acidic, a lot more dangerous. So chemical ocular injury without globe rupture, what you're going to do here, one, irrigate stat, number one treatment indicated all the time. Nothing takes precedence to this. You're going to irrigate with normal saline. You're going to use a Morgan lens. If you don't have a Morgan lens, you can use IV tubing, and then you want to clear the fornices of debris as well that can collect down there and cause, you know, constant release of corrosive material. You're going to measure the pH after about 30 to 60 minutes or so, continuing irrigation until that pH normalizes and stays neutral, 7 to 7.5 for 30 minutes after irrigation. And of course, when you're done with that, you're going to assess visual acuity and perform a slit lamp exam. And this should be done after irrigation to obviously get a final visual acuity and make sure that you have done your job properly. All right, that is it for this quick episode. Again, you can sign up for EM Rapid Bombs at emrapidbombs.supercast.com or check out the link in our show notes. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. That's it. Bye.